So it is our first Sunday of 2018. How many of you have your Christmas tree down already? How many of you are doing that today? That's your goal. I have to get that done today. You know, there is something significant about thinking about the past and reflecting on it. I know some of you are thinking it's 2018. Uh, I don't even want to remember what happened last year because there are some difficult things. But there is something about even our spiritual life that is good about evaluating where God has taken us over the course of time. So that's what I want to do today a little bit. I want to think about what happened last year, and I want to dream and think about what we're gonna, what's going to happen this coming year. So I want to start us in Joshua 3. And in Joshua 3, we read of this amazing miracle that God performed for his people. Um, priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which is this um, very special item that, that kept the presence of God. The presence of God was very near to the Ark of the Covenant. And they came to the Jordan River. And the Jordan River at that time was in flood stage. So they couldn't cross it by foot. And they stood there with this very important piece of, of spiritual, God's presence, and they, and they didn't know what to do. And God caused the Jordan River to stop flowing so they could cross on the dry ground into the promised land. He, he, he actually dried it up. And in Joshua 4, 8 through 9, we see that in that moment, God then instructed them uh, to gather 12 stones from the Jordan as a memorial. And one man from each tribe was selected to take a stone from the riverbed. And Joshua said, these are going to be a sign. This is going to be what we remember. We remember God provided for us. We remember what he accomplished for us that day. And so they took 12 stones into the place where, where they were going. And we see in Joshua 4, 21 through 22 and 24, I want to read this to you. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Joshua is reminding the Israelites in the scripture that there's power in remembering. That there's power in remembering what God has done because that allows us to have faith to build on for the future. Joshua's reminding us these aren't just rocks. They're telling a bigger story, a kingdom story, a story about how God was faithful before and he'll be faithful again. And if I can remember the faithfulness and the power of God when things are bleak and hard, and dark, and I'm in a place that I never thought I would expect, I can press forward based on the faithfulness of God in the past. That even if it doesn't feel like God is very close right now, that I can, I can move forward based on the faithfulness of God in the past. So just for a minute, I want you to take, take a minute, close your eyes, but don't fall asleep, all right? Close your eyes. Just for one minute, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about your life, and I want you to just reflect personally for a minute. What did God provide for you this year? What did God spare you from this year? What blessing came unexpectedly? What situation seemed difficult at first, 
but God turned it around for the good. Where did you grow spiritually? What new friendship or relationship did God bring into your life? What hardship did God walk you through step by step? Now you can open your eyes. These moments that you just thought of, these moments of God's faithfulness, let me remind you like Joshua did to the Israelites, they aren't just rocks. They're telling a bigger story. They're telling a kingdom story. And all of your stories and all of your collection of rocks to remember God's faithfulness intersect together and they weave together and they make the kingdom story of Erie First Assembly. And so even the stories that that you haven't told us yet are things that together, when we put them together, they become the kingdom story of Erie First. And so I was just reflecting, I was just remembering some moments from 2017 in this last year, very first. And, and let me just say, as I, as, I, as I wrote these down, I love my church. <laughs> you belong to a really great church, or if you're just visiting, we hope you belong soon to a really great church. <laughs> there were things that happened here that, that, that I was just weeping as I was writing them down, remembering the faithfulness of God. In 2017, over 55 Kyle College students went to Nicaragua to help serve and love children of that impoverished country. 55 college students who gave up their spring break, who, who gave part of their savings probably, who, who raised money, who extended the ministry that was started by our own John and Wilma Hall who pioneered the effort in Nicaragua that started it all. Now, years later, 55 college students are getting on airplanes to feed kids there. Our church sent a selfless team to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, uh, to help the Little White House Project care for and reach out and equip men and women who need emotional and spiritual care. We went right to the heart of our country and said, God, where can you use us right here? A group of young adults, including Adam and Danielle Frano, um, traveled to Cambodia, where their efforts allowed women to escape the sex trafficking culture, which is accepted by the government there. And your prayers and your giving allowed their team to rescue a small baby. We have a picture of it. Abandoned. Certain death. And now that little baby's in an orphanage, which she'll be taken care of, you quite literally saved her life because you sent and you gave, and the Franos and their team went. That's the kind of church you belong to. That's the faithfulness of a God who reigned in 2017 and promises to reign in 2018. You belong to a church that donated so much blood to the Community Blood Bank uh, after service one week that the blood drive staff said they were not prepared for the overwhelming response they had. They would bring more needles next time. That's what they said when we were done. But you know what? I wasn't surprised because I know that the DNA of Erie First Assembly is generous, <laughs> that we're a giving church. And when we're asked, when a need is presented before us, we show up. We are a church who rolled up our sleeves, we cleaned lockers, we painted walls, we planted gardens, 
We did plumbing. We fixed toilets. We prayed ceaselessly outside of the New Erie High School with Servieri. We're a church who isn't afraid to roll up our sleeves and get our hands dirty. We know that that's where the kingdom of God grows. Our church had three summer cookouts in neighborhoods all across the city. That was before we got eight feet of snow, if you remember those moments right there. And at every single cookout, there were people there who wouldn't think about attending a church, but they felt the love of Jesus through us. They asked us good questions. They understood the gospel through our actions. And I believe that we planted seeds all across the city of the truth of Jesus Christ, the only person that brings lasting change to our lives, through hot dogs. That's what we did. That's the kind of church you belong to, a bigger story, a kingdom story kind of church, a church that is writing something that is far beyond just the things that happen right here in this sanctuary every week. Our church is so committed to spiritual healing and wholeness that over 30 people went through a soul care class this fall. And in there, we're able to give and and work through emotional burdens and really find lasting life change. Anthony Brown and a team of volunteers launched our very own Celebrate Recovery chapter that meets in the summit every week. In fact, if you were here last week, uh, Scott Jones came up here, Scott Edward Jones, and said that he was delivered, set free from his complete addictions through that program. God is doing something. He's moving in these things. Because of your partnership and your commitment and your passion for Christian education, 186 students every day are being built into men and women of God in these hallways week after week after week. You may think you come here on Sunday and come back the next Sunday, but all week long, God is doing something. Teachers are talking about the word of God. In fact, these students are the future leaders of our city, of our country, Many of them are from all across the globe. I really believe that you are influencing nations by standing behind the academy. That we will never know how far the influence will, will, will be that will stretch out because we equipped, we discipled, and we helped people understand the, the knowledge and the joy of who Jesus Christ is in this building. Erie First loves prayer. Earlier this year, um, we started off with having prayer groups all across the city and homes. They met weekly to seek God's face about certain topics. Some of you have said to me that because of those prayer groups, you made lasting relationships that uh, have, have lasted all year. And you know what God told me when I reflected on that is he said to me, I heard every word that was spoken in those prayer groups. And, I, and I'm working for the good of those requests, and I'm doing what I do best. This year, we launched a marriage mentoring program where couples got paired up and invested in with the word of God and prayer and friendship, and I believe that we have stronger marriages in our community of faith than we did a year ago. This year, we fasted. We prayed together. We had several worship nights where we focused on experiencing the presence of God, falling on his feet, calling him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and just simply praising him. One of them being just last weekend on New Year's Eve, where 130 people came and worshiped in the new year. It was as fun as that picture makes it look, too. We were so thrilled to give God the glory the last minute of 2017 and the first minute of 2018. Now, these are just some of the piles of rocks that we have built as a church just this year. In the last year, we gained 67 new members. We had 26 small groups represented at our first group's fair, and we have another one today. We baptized almost 25 people. 
Two men's breakfasts were held with lots of bacon (laughs) and over 40 men, which came hungry for breakfast and for the word of God. You belong to a church that took over 60 foster children from Erie and loved them and threw a birthday party for them because some of them have never had one at Royal Family Kids Camp. And you showed them that, in fact, the song that we sing in church, that God is a good, good father, is true. And even if they have never experienced that, that there's a God and a father who loves them. That is the kingdom story that God is writing through Erie First. And there's so much more I didn't even mention. Uh, The Easter outreach with live animals and free waffles (laughs) that we draw over 100 people. The impact singers who who, who carry sweet praises and extra spunk all across the city, especially when Tom Matt is there. Um, Christmas Town, which reached 976 cars full of people in the nick of time before Snowmageddon arrived. God loves us. (laughs) I'm telling you. That would have been terrible. There's the minion, I think. (laughs) The snow's this high. The the hurricane relief offering we took and we sent to victims to help them, the increase in volunteer teams and culture, we have seen a huge increase in those of you who have said, I will help, I will serve, show me what you need done. The growing and the thriving kids and youth ministries that are just helping this community hide the word of God in their hearts. God is moving God is moving at Erie First, and he is aligning us with his heart, and we are growing. We're we're growing stronger, we're growing deeper, and we're growing closer to Jesus. I thought you might clap right here. This is where in my mind you might clap. (laughs) Not for me, but for God, that he is doing all of these things, that he has led many of you in your heart to go forward and to do it. And this is what I really believe today, that God is not done yet. Are you with me on that? That God is not done yet. That this is just the beginning. That this is not just a story about Erie First and how God asked us to partner with him in 2017. But it is a story of a kingdom story, of a bigger story. It's what he is dreaming for our city and for our country and for our world. And so I believe that 2018, as we stand on the very front end of it, begs us this question. What would a city look like? if moved by God? What if the church really operated the way God designed it to? Not not one step ahead of God and not one step behind him. How could Erie PA be different? How could a church aligned with God's heart with a kingdom vision impact 2018? And if that doesn't light a little fire in you, You might be dead, all right? (laughs) Because God is saying, I've done all of these things. I've I've worked. I, I want so badly to show you who I am in your presence. And I am just waiting for you to say, God, what do you want from us? What would a city look like if it was moved by God? In the Netherlands, they are famous for growing tulips. And and they provide this continuous supply all year round to the whole world of tulips. And in the Netherlands, growers have found that they have inclement weather, they have pests, they have frosts, they have all of these things. And so they, they, they had to figure out a way that their crop wasn't affected. And so they often grow these tulips in greenhouses. And these buildings that are designed to control temperature, control light, control moisture, they can grow a tulip any time of the year. And greenhouses are designed to control the atmosphere that enables 
the growth and the development of specific plants. The temperature of a tulip greenhouse is different than the temperature of a sunflower greenhouse. It's different. And you have to figure out what each of the things need. And I believe that this is the way the presence of God works too. Wherever God is, the atmosphere is ripe for growth and development and life and health. And I believe that the presence of God changes what is possible in any environment. That the presence of God changes what is possible in any environment. So as we usher the presence of God into environments that are dead and unhealthy and need help, the presence of God can change that environment and life and health and development can grow. A city moved by God, a church called of God, people wanting to build God's kingdom must usher in God's Holy Spirit. And when that happens, the kingdom begins to reign as we pray on earth as it is in heaven. When we create the environment that is the presence of God dwells, the greenhouse, you might say, then all of a sudden things can become on earth as they are in heaven. And the values of heaven can define who we are and how we live. And so as we move towards kingdom values and kingdom attitudes and kingdom priorities, I believe that the word tells us that we will see things in our city change. That, that it won't all just take place right here. That as we usher in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit of God into the places where we go in the city, that we can see our economy change. That we can see our education change, private and public, that we can see our government be affected, that, that the arts, the media, even science and technology, that all of those things can be affected by the presence and the kingdom of God. Because he says, pray that as it is in heaven, it shall be done on earth. The presence of God will produce life change and the kingdom will invade earth. So as we start 2018, I believe God is asking us to think bigger than 8150 Oliver Road. He's asking us to think bigger of how Erie First and every gospel-centered church in this town can say, how can we bring heaven to earth? Where can we usher in the presence of God so that it in itself can change? It can take broken things and make them whole again. It can take dead things and make them alive again. That is what the presence of God does. We don't have to fabricate that. We don't have to make that happen. We just have to trust in the God who says he'll do it. And so I believe that the values, the things we need to work on, the things that we need to do to usher in the presence of God primarily come from two passages in Scripture. They're all over the Scripture, but these are the two that we as a church have adopted. I want to read them to you. One comes from Matthew 20, 18, 19 through 20. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. In Acts 2, 42-47, which says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, and all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need, and every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily 
those who are being saved. So last February, out of these uh, two passages, we found six specific things. In fact, last February, I put these up on the, on the um, up here so you guys could all see them in the same way. And we said, as a church, we're going to align and purpose and be on mission to these six things. So I want to look briefly at these values this morning again. And you may not have realized it, but all of our preaching series have actually been around these six values. So everything we preached from last February until now, we're all around these values. Also, when we hung up the pictures right outside in the lobby, we put pictures with scriptures on them that were all linked to these values. And so they were everywhere. Maybe you didn't realize it, maybe you did, but there they were. So I want to just look briefly at these values this morning. And the first is way over here, and it's anchored teaching. And the series we did, you can go ahead and show that, um, we did unfiltered. If you remember, we talked about snapshots from the Word of God, and we walked through the whole scripture in images. And in Matthew 28, Jesus says to make disciples and teach them to obey. He says, be, in Acts 2, they say, be devoted, be committed, be focused, be, be narrowed in on the teaching, the Word of God. And so I believe still that in 2018, Erie First has to continue to be centered on the Word of God. That we must not be afraid to accept the challenges in the Word of God. I'm confident it is infallible and is timeless. And that the truths that were said years ago are the same truths that apply to our hearts today. I believe the Word is relevant, it's applicable to every heart, men and women, young and old. And, and that the Holy Spirit is the one who quickens into the hearts of the listener. And so as we create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit rules and reigns, then the word of God can, can quicken to our spirits. And I, I really am confident that any vessel, man or woman, can communicate effectively, not because of their excellence, but because of the excellence of the word of God, that the authority rests in the word of God. And as long as that is what is being preached and that is what is being taught, then the word of God can do something in us. Our church must be committed and sold out and focused on the scripture that we believe is inspired by God, that is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. I really believe we must know the word, hide it in our hearts, cling to it, for it is the very speaking voice of God. And so in 2018, <clears throat> to coincide with this value, a new believers class is starting called, called Starting Point. This is a class that offers Bible basics for just those that are beginning in their faith. We're going to run it eight times so we can get as many people that need to understand the scripture and get the word in their heart early on. Three times this coming year, we're going to do a family series where kids, youth, and adults all study the same topic. They all memorize the same scripture. In fact, in our house, I just know about it a little earlier than you guys, so we get a jump start. But we already have a contest going on that if Cecily can beat Joel and I, we're going to give her ice cream or something, if she memorizes the scripture first. Because we want the word of God in the hearts of all generations, right? We want our young kids and our, and, and our, and our young adults and our adults and even those of you who are seasoned to continue to remember the word of God, to continue to hide it in your heart. We are developing groups because we love to study the word of God. And Pastor Jim has been working uh, uh, so much on this, and he's going to develop some more daytime options for those of you where a daytime group works best, um, some more Sunday morning group options at the 9 o'clock hour, 
Um, so you can come in just before service, and you can, you can take that extra hour and study the Word of God, get your heart all primed up before you come into service. Um, groups that meet in homes throughout the week, wherever and whenever we can get the Word of God into our lives. We're, we're looking at it from all angles and all life stages and all strategies. In fact, today... Um, you'll see as you go down there uh, that Pastor Jim has been hard at work developing our Wednesday night opportunities so that we can study lots of broad topics. And I want to remind you, this Wednesday is our kickoff of the year. So get here. There are so many opportunities to learn so many things about the Word of God. It all starts this Wednesday, January 10th at 6.30. We're going to meet right here in the sanctuary. We want to be a church where every person, every person, is involved in the minimum of one group that is studying the word of God together because we believe that anchored teaching will usher in the presence of God and bring heaven to earth. And that's why, not because we want to busy up your schedule, but because we believe that when we study the word of God, when we study the word of God, that the presence of God will dwell in us and then we will go out and the presence of God will go with us. And we want to see not just 8150 change, but 8150 Oliver Road change. We want to see the city change. We want to see the country change. And we want to see the whole world for the cause of Christ. All right, number two, spirit-led worship and prayer. For this series, we did the Align preaching series, Pursuing the Heart of God. This was early on uh, in 2017. And this really comes from Matthew 28 that tells us to make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then Acts 2 also references um, focus on teaching and prayer. And it says that they devoted themselves to pray and the signs and wonders that were happening had everyone in awe because they committed themselves to prayer. And I, we picked a compass for this because through prayer and worship, the Holy Spirit aligns us to true north, which we believe is the heart of God. And entering God's presence and, and connecting with him through worship will continue to be a core value for us as we keep the path of God's heart. We'll continue to be careful to not ever turn worship into a performance, to not, to not ever turn worship into focusing on excellence. Yes, we want to be excellent for Christ, but the idea is to, as Pastor Quint said this morning, ascribe the highest value to God. And so that is what we're going to be after. Our church must continue to work toward being a house of prayer, to learn to uh, abide in him constantly, like Ephesians 6, 18 describes people who seek our deepest delight in searching the heart of God. And I believe we must be intentional to build prayer into the visible life of our church at all levels. We need to increase our capacity to pray in faith and believe in the possibility of what God can really do. He says that he'll do these things, and yet sometimes we lack the faith to believe it. I believe we need to lean into the prophetic God says that he has things he wants to tell us, and we need to be a church that walks out what we believe about the Holy Spirit. And that is why, you know, a few months ago, we did a Holy Spirit lab where we left time at the end of every single service and said, what's God speaking to you? Come up here and tell us, because we want to be a church that hears from the Holy Spirit. We, we want to teach on him, honor him, and, and help manifest the gifts in a way that point people to Jesus all year round, not just during a series. And so as we go into 2018, we're going to keep this value central. We plan to have more worship opportunities like New Year's Eve worship. We have six Wednesday night worship nights planned where our goal is just to worship together. 
We're going to go into worship tailored specifically for our kids and our elementary kids. That, that happens right in their own environments, as I talked about. That's launching in February. And, and they're working up at the summit to develop an all-youth worship team so that peers can, can learn how to lead each other in worship. Some specific prayer teams will be developed linked to our upcoming outreaches. We, we're going to work toward always having that prayer covering for every outreach that we do. And a prayer team that prays during our Sunday morning service so that there are people that are praying for us right now as we stand here. That's our goal, to create one in 2018. Because we want prayer to be visible and we want to be a house of prayer. All right, number three is redemptive community. For a minute, I thought Michael put these out of order. That's good he didn't. <laughs> redemptive community. We did a series called Unshakable. And you can see the, the lighthouse there is the same. The image of the lighthouse has been a significant picture for this church over the years. And in Acts 2, the passage paints the picture of community. They ate together, prayed together, cried, rejoiced, walked through life together. They shared in the substance of life. And the community that's described in Acts 2 is not superficial. It's what I call redemptive it's what God designed for community. It's, it's a real purpose behind doing life together. Good community is a place where people feel valued and accepted, a place where people can hold each other accountable. I would love for the reputation of our church to be, you know what, they love each other well. They love each other well. And when redemptive community is in full swing, Matthew 5.14 says it best, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so in 2018, we're going to continue to focus on redemptive community. Um, we started hosting a little thing called Pizza with the Pastors, which is next week actually, which helps new people get connected into the community so we can meet those that maybe come in. It's a big place. Sometimes you don't get to say hi to everybody, but it's going to be just this opportunity for people to connect and see what our church is all about. We're planning three uh, all-family events in the coming year where we can fellowship together, where we can build strong families together. The men's breakfast will continue. I have a goal of six to eight in 2018, to have six or eight more bacon fests in 2018. We're developing a care and support team where we can let each other know what needs are and help meet them together as a family of God. Because I believe that there are some of you out there who are saying, I would love to give, I just don't know where, I don't know what people need. And so we're, we're trying to make a network where we can say, you know, I could really use somebody to snowblow this week. I, 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 my husband's out of town and I, and I can't get out. And we, we can meet those needs as a church, as a church family, that we can have community. Encore and Legacy will continue to grow strong, led by Pastor Don and Barb. They do such an amazing job connecting uh, those particular generations. And so we're excited about that. Two groups fairs are planned. One's today to make an easy on-ramp to get involved in a group, to get involved in a community. And there's a lot more things to increase our community that the staff has come up with and are serving involvement. But those are just a few that I wanted to highlight to you of things that, that we're planning for 2018. And I'm so excited because I believe as we continue uh, to make this priority, we become what Matthew 5.14 says, the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. All right, number four, purposeful outreach, which is right here. Now, this series we did was called Rescue, and um, we talked a lot about how Matthew 28, the verb is go. Just say that out loud, go. 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 All right, good. 
God is already on the move. He, he is already creating things. He wants the people of Erie to love him more than we could ever want it. And so as we make this a priority, the opportunities to fulfill are endless. And so we just need to go. We need to be a church that looks for how God is moving and partnering and say, God, what, how can we partner uh, with you in these opportunities? I am constantly asking myself, God, who can Erie first reach? Who are you sending to us? Because we say yes. Shake your head if you're with me. We say yes. God, whoever it is, whoever it is specifically that you, we have, that, people, that we can reach people, we say yes. Because, you know, the Lord Jesus viewed the winning of one soul as worth more than the whole world. That he spent much of his time talking with one person at a time about his relationship to God. Strategists would say, well, that wasn't very effective. You only had three years. Why don't you go, like, fill stadiums and tell them? Because Christ had a point, and he said, one person, one story, one rescue at a time on purpose. And that is what Erie First is going to be about in 2017 and as we go into 2018. Because God loves every person and God loves every story. And so we're going to partner with Convoy of Hope on an inner city outreach in August. It's already in the works. They're going to do a big outreach downtown and we're going to be part of it. This year we're going to do not three, but four summer cookouts in neighborhoods. So already start talking to your spouse about whether you guys can host one, okay? Because we're looking forward to it because summer will come eventually. I mean, it might not feel like it today, but it will come. And we're going to celebrate. As we commissioned today, a team of skilled volunteers are going on a hurricane relief home missions trip. And we would like to offer an opportunity to go on an international missions trip as a church family in 2018. So keep your ears peeled for that. Start dreaming about how and where God could send you. We're working towards a, a one-week on-site kids day camp in the summer, uh, something that we could, we could just reach out to the community and say, hey, drop your kids off here all day, uh, no charge to you, and, and we want to just show them the love of Jesus. So we're going to need help with that. We're going to do Christmas Town again, if there's no snowmageddon. We're going to do Easter outreaches. We're going to continue with the incredible efforts of Royal Family Kids Camp and Servery and Celebrate Recovery and many of the other ones that are already rolling right now. Because God's church exists for one story, one person, one rescue at a time. All right, we're all the way over here to radical generosity. And in this uh, series we did, the Increase series, that was early on in 2017, and in Acts 2, it says they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And I believe that to align with what God has in mind for his church, we have to become a people who give generously and who give generously often. And not just with our money, but with our blood. <laughs> That's a joke. That was a joke from the Community Blood Bank. All right, anyway. Um, but we have to give of our giftings, of our time, of our energy. We have to say, God, our whole life is yours. All of our stuff, all of our money, all of our talent, all of our treasure. That our church must keep working on increasing the participation of generosity. That every person gives of our time, of our possessions, and of our money. And I believe that in a world enslaved by the love of money, a lifestyle of radical generosity will proclaim the world that, that this is the most valuable treasure in the universe is Jesus. 
And so as we continue to step out and be generous and say that, that that is what is blaring. That is the blaring message. So let's be a church full of people who give with cheerful, willing, and hopeful hearts. A church that will see financial provisions and prayers answered because we trust in the God who owns all the cattle on all the hills. And we know that he'll provide for us. A church that will give to advance God's kingdom at home and abroad. And I'm believing that many people all across the city in this world will be changed because the people of Erie First invested and sacrificed. So in 2018, our vision is to increase our missions giving significantly. To to give and send, and if we can't go to to send, to increase the number of consistent tithers because we believe the scripture says as we give, as we tithe, God allows us to have blessing. We're obedient. Our life lines up better. We're going to do some strategic um, raising of funds with luncheons that can give locally, that can can get our benevolence resources um, beefed up so when someone has a need, we can help them. And, And our goal as a staff is that each person at Erie First would give by serving on one, at one minimum, serve team. That every person would be serving, at minimum, on one serve team, because we would be a people generous with our time. And so you'll hear more about that in the months to come. So we're all the way over here to number six, which is the last value, which is life change. And that was the series we did called Navigator. Ultimately, we have to be a church that produces life change through the preaching of the gospel and the grace of Jesus. And I believe that all of these values that we focus on will help produce life change. They will help produce kingdom culture. It's like if one plus two plus three plus four plus five equals six. (laughs) That that if you can't put the word of God in your heart, worship in spirit and in truth, be part of a a community reaching other people and giving generously and nothing happened in your life. I guarantee it. These things equal this. And so we are going to work toward, we're going to be passionate about finding these moments where life change happens. And I believe that all of these values that we focus on will create a kingdom culture. That whatever level of spirituality you come into this, you are being transformed and renewed day by day. That no one leaves the same and no one stops growing. That we don't say, well, I've been to church there for 40 years. I've learned everything I can. That that would never be the case because we know, as we sang this morning, we go from glory to glory to glory. (laughs) That God keeps pushing us and changing us. And the reason why we picked this is because the wheel of a ship changes the angle of a rudder, which changes the direction of the ship. And the the scripture over and over, it calls us to grow up. Grow up into holy people who chase hard after God. The Holy Spirit beckons us to change. And I believe that truly the only way to live a real Christ-following life is to grow and to change. And so in 2018, let's ask Jesus for more lives changed, for more marriages restored, for more addictions healed, for more young people called to missions, for more impact on the city, for more hearts turning to him. The bottom line is Erie First is here to love and build and send people with the gospel. And we do this through anchored teaching and spirit-led worship and prayer and purposeful outreach and redemptive community, and radical generosity. And these values produce kingdom culture and life change. So here's the takeaway today. The takeaway to remember, to share, to repeat is this. What is your contribution to the kingdom story? What is your contribution to the kingdom story? What's your part in 2018? 
In Isaiah 6, 8, we read, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. In the past, churches have grown by bringing people in. But as we look ahead, this movement that I believe God has started will grow by sending people out. Let me say that again, that in the past, churches have grown by bringing people in. But as we look ahead, I believe that this movement that God has put inside of us will grow by sending people at and out. And God is asking, whom shall I send? That's what he's asking. And what he's looking for is hearts for us to say, pick me, send me. What is your contribution to the kingdom story? It's bigger than this story. It's bigger than, than this church. I am impressed that we must be a church of players on the field, not fans in the stands, a church of contributors, not just consumers, because con we need to contribute to a bigger story, a kingdom story. So will you stand with me? I want to pray. Jesus, we come before you today, and God, we are so thankful for the things that you have done in 2017. God, thank you for your faithfulness. God, thank you for your faithfulness to each person in this room, God, even stories we don't know about one another where you have healed and you have changed and you have turned things around and you have given hope to dark places, God, and thank you for the stories that aren't being done yet, God, that you are working in the middle of even right now. God, we praise you. We celebrate because we know you have done marvelous things, God, right in our midst. And we don't want to miss you. We don't want to be so close to you but not know your presence. And God, as we look toward 2018, as we look toward this, this new year, that you are ready to move and shake and be written in, God, I, I, I pray that we just think of this question, what could a city look like if moved by God? And Lord, that you would give each person in this room even a vision of that. And Lord, as you do that, and as we, as we put all those visions together, uh, like a tapestry, Lord God, that our contribution would be to a bigger story. God, I pray that even from heaven, Erie, Pennsylvania can look a little brighter on the map, God, because we are asking that heaven would come to earth, Father. We pray we'd be a people of anchored teaching, God, that we could center your word in all we do. We pray, Lord, that we could always be sensitive to your spirit and be led in worship and in prayer. God, we ask that we would become a redemptive community, a people that love each other really well, God, and learn how to do it better. We thank you that we can be on mission, on purpose, outreach, one story, one purpose at a time, Lord God, on a rescue mission for those that don't understand and know you. God, thank you that you will continue to help us learn how to be radically generous with our time, with our resources, with our energy. God, thank you already for those that give so much. And Father, we pray for life change. We don't want to be the same. We don't want to be the same person in 2018 as we were in 2017. God, would you please change us? Lord, we give our lives to you. We surrender every part of it. As Pastor Don prayed earlier, God, would you do something different in us? We want to make a bigger impact, a kingdom impact, part of a kingdom story. God, thank you that these men and women in this room have decided to be on mission together. Lord, we love you and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.